0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Episode 4. It's already Episode 4. It's insane. Welcome to Episode 4 of Tongues Out, the Hockey Show. And I'm your host, Tyler Briggs. We got a lot to get to, man. It was a busy week. Some good news, some bad news. You know, we have a had a trade that happened just last night. Uh, for the record, I'm recording this on Saturday afternoon, June 16th. Uh, but before we touch on any of that news involving the trade, you know, involving the Stanley Cup parade uh <laughs> the Ottawa Senators which you know I'm a little reluctant to talk about but we're going to do it anyway. I want to get to the question that I've been asked the most since starting this podcast and that question is what is tongues out? Well, what tongues out is is actually so if you picture this. It's actually when you put your skate on, you got your you got your shin pad, you got your sock and What uh, some people do is they'll take the tongue of their skate and they'll tuck it under their shin pad. But if you're super cool like I am, you will take the tongue. Once it's tied, you'll pull it out of your shin pad there and you'll kind of bend it and flop it over so it's extra floppy. If you ever look at Alex Ovechkin, Stanley Cup champion, if you ever look at Alex Ovechkin skates, uh, he's actually got yellow laces. So do I. I'm just as cool as Ovechkin apparently. But he has probably the floppiest tongues you'll ever see. And that's kind of where I got the idea of the... The name of this podcast so but we've got a lot to get to today so I'm not going to waste too much time talking about what tongues out is and what tongues out isn't so here we go there has been a trade to announce I don't know if you guys remember that but that actually came from the I think it was the draft in I want to say 2013 Gary Bettman stepped up to the podium in New Jersey and announced the Corey Schneider trade from uh, Vancouver and he says I think you're gonna want to hear this one and this are my exact thoughts about this trade that went down just yesterday. So the Coyotes and the Montreal Canadiens actually got together and made a... These are the trades we love in hockey. These one-for-one swaps. Uh, two pretty premium players going each way here. And it was the Coyotes trading Max Domi to the Montreal Canadiens for Alexander Galchenyuk. Uh, pretty even trade when you look at it. Uh, We'll start with Domi. You know, he had 52 points in his rookie year, and he's been in the NHL for three seasons. So Domi is a pretty proven player. Uh, But the last couple years, the Coyotes have really struggled with offense. And uh, Domi only had nine goals in each of the last two of his two campaigns. So Domi's left a lot to be desired, I think, for the Arizona Coyotes. So it's not surprising to see him getting a fresh start in Montreal. I kind of feel... Bad for him because he's really just going from one bad team to, you know. Well, I would say the Coyotes are hopefully on the up and up next year. You know, I'm kind of rooting for them, especially after what the the other desert team did this season. So, really pulling for Phoenix, but Domi gets a fresh start in Montreal. Uh, heading the other way, you got Alexander Galchenyuk. He was the third overall pick in twenty twelve, which is kind of ironic because Montreal's got the third overall pick this season. He's played for six years and he's kind of the same. I would say he's probably in the same boat as Domi, which uh, kind of helps you understand the trade a little bit more. Uh, Galchenik, I believe he's top 30 goals once once uh, a couple seasons ago, but uh, since then he hasn't been able to crack 20. So it's two players, I would say, with similar skill sets. I know Domi plays on the left wing, while Galchenik's primarily used as a center. So when you look at Montreal's roster... There are really aren't that deep down the middle uh, behind Alex Galchenyuk. I think they got Phil Deneau and I think Andrew Shaw plays a little bit of center, but it it kind of makes it kind it's kind of tough to understand this deal when you look at it that way because Montreal, much like Arizona, is kind of in the same boat when it comes to goal scoring. I think I think the only reason Montreal has had kind of survived over the last few seasons was that they had. Elite goaltending, and when the elite goal the, their elite goaltender by the name of Carey Price got injured this past season, you saw Montreal really really suffer. So, be interesting to see if Max Domi can really, you know, gel with uh, Jonathan Drouin and Max Pacioretty if he's even going to be there. I mean, we'll, we could touch on him in a little bit, but I don't see Pacioretty really sticking around much longer there. So, Gauthier joins a pretty young talented uh coyotes coyotes group be interesting to see whether they they use him at center or the wing but i can bet they use him at center because i can i can't even name a centerman on that team at the moment and i like to think that i know a little bit about hockey so (laughs) yeah interesting to see how this trade goes down you got a young gm in arizona trying to turn things around versus uh An old dog in Montreal trying to figure his shit out. I don't think Montreal is really doing a bang-up job of that. And I definitely don't think Max Domi is going to solve any problems there in Montreal. So I'm going to give the edge of this trade to John Cheka and the Arizona Coyotes. As they look like they probably got the uh, better player. And uh, I shouldn't say better player. But it looks like Galchenik may be a bit of an upgrade from Domi. It's only been a week since the Stanley Cup was won. Uh, by the Washington Cap, so I think I think it'd be silly not to mention uh the celebrations that have been going on for the past week. But I don't know if you saw any pictures or any video from that Stanley Cup parade in Washington, but holy shit, that looked that looked insane. I think uh Donald Trump was probably happy was happy he wasn't there because that crowd looked a little bit bigger than his uh than his crowd for his inauguration speech, so uh Congrats to the Caps on uh, partying in style and the fun doesn't doesn't stop there as I think I think everybody pretty much saw the video of TJ Oshie chucking a beer through his shirt and Alex Ovechkin doing push-ups in the shower, or the shower, not the shower, I mean he probably was, but push-ups in the, what the heck do you call that thing? A fountain, in the fucking fountain. So it looks like they're having a lot of fun, uh, I think Ovi... <laughs> I, I, I don't know if anybody knows, but Ovi's actually a lefty. He was throwing the first pitch in the Nationals game about a week ago. And uh, man, he uh, kind of missed on that first one. Everybody's laughing at him. And so he called for the ball back, got to toss it again. So <laughs> it's been a lot of fun seeing these guys celebrate. I think Jimmy Fallon had Braden Holpe and Ovi on the Tonight Show. There are a few, is that what it's called, the Tonight Show? I'm usually not up that late. But, <laughs> yeah, so he has them on the show. And, they 're all sipping out of the Stanley cup and then Jimmy Fallon ends up doing a keg stand with, <laughs> with the help from hope being and Ovi so that was uh that was pretty damn funny so I think I' I shouldn't say a lot of people have had issues with this but I read some stuff online about some people being big party poopers saying the caps aren't classy and you know like they should be you know should be celebrating you know behind closed doors a little bit but I just think that the no fun police should stay out of it and let these guys celebrate uh Brooks Orpik uh he won the Stanley Cup in 2009 with the Penguins and his interview post game after they won I think he said how lucky he was to win in 2009 there and he always reminds the young guys and some of the older guys that have, that he's played with over the last few years that uh there are some really good players who've never won the Stanley Cup uh it's pretty difficult to I mean I I'm not gonna do the math, but you got thirty one thirty one teams. Like you're not gonna win this cup every year. <laughs> you you might get a back to back, but really Pittsburgh did it the last couple years and the last team before that was the Red Wings in 97-98. So it just shows how hard it is to get there. Uh some of the best players that have never won a cup. Uh Mike Gartner, we'll start with. I mean, he played for the Caps, he played for a lot of teams, the Rangers, the Leafs, uh, Gartner was everywhere, the Coyotes. Uh Curtis Joseph in net. Uh, I am pretty sure he sold his soul to go for go to Detroit when they were just after they won the cup in 2002 and that didn't work out for him. So uh everybody knows Dale Howerchuk. Uh he came pretty close and I believe it was 96 97. I think he was a member of the Philadelphia Flyers and he came up short there against the Red Wings and uh we got Jerome Ginla. He made it all the way to game 7 uh with the Calgary Flames in 2004. So pretty pretty heartbreaking there and then of course joe thornton an active player who's been at it for a long time with the sharks just took a step into the final a couple of years ago against the penguins and hasn't been back he's really struggled with injury he's getting up there in age so it just shows how tough it is to win and you know what if you want to go out and celebrate with your teammates you go out and celebrate with your teammates you might not get here again you want to enjoy every single goddamn moment of this i know i probably would personally i wouldn't be shotgunning beers or drinking beers through my jersey but you know i'd be having a good time and wanted to share it with all of uh, all the fans the next topic we got to talk about just really pisses me off but we got to talk about eric carlson and the ottawa senators and i kind of put a put a timeline in front of you just last summer in well i guess it would have been may 2017 ottawa senators were playing the pittsburgh penguins in the eastern conference final game went to overtime and I don't remember exactly who scored but that's kind of besides the point ottawa was eliminated in overtime in game seven and pittsburgh went on to the stanley cup final to beat nashville last season fast forward to may this year well june now and some news has come out about involving their captain eric carlson and one of their star wingers mike hoffman uh but the story actually doesn't well, I shouldn't say it doesn't directly involve the two but uh, primarily involves the wives I can't believe I can't believe we're even gonna get into this but uh, they've melinda Melinda Carlson and Eric they've uh, they've filed a restraining order against Mike Hoffman and his his fiance I uh, I believe they've been sending messages. To Carlson's wife, regarding their stillborn baby uh just a few months ago uh whether it was involving that or harassing her husband and hoping that he'd have his legs broken and just bullshit like that I'm not gonna spend too much time talking about this dumb dumb stuff uh what's come from Hoffman's fiance uh you know if it is her, I know I don't think they'd be making this making this claim if it wasn't. Her, her, but right now there is no proof. I think all signs kind of point to that way. As the Carlsons have hired a private investigator to take care of this, and they've had a couple former teammates' wives and other people around the league come to support Eric's wife, Melinda. Holy fuck, man! Like this, just it's just such a bummer because Ottawa was Ottawa was a Ottawa was. like, literally a goal away from the Stanley Cup final just a year ago. I think even a guy at work at the beginning of the year when we were picking who we thought would make, the Stan- who would make the Stanley Cup this year, he actually picked Ottawa to go all the way. Like, man, did they ever suck this year. They, they made a trade for Matt Duchesne, and <laughs> Duchesne really just wanted a chance at the playoffs after he got dealt from Colorado. And, you know, he's got one more year in Ottawa if they don't trade him this summer, but... Ottawa's an absolute dumpster fire right now. It just sucks, and Eric Carlson's probably going to leave, and Mike Hoffman's definitely leaving. Well, I mean, how do you trade the guy? Like, who, I mean, I I hope to God he wasn't involved. I'm sure he wasn't, but how do you trade this guy? His value's got to be at an all-time low. Like, no, group, like no teammates are going to, no teammates or their wives or whatever, they're not going to welcome this guy. Or his fiance into their dressing room. Like there's there's not a chance. Uh, I think God, I can't remember who said it. But yeah, he's he's screwed, man. I don't know I don't know what's gonna come of this. And Ottawa's Ottawa's falling apart. Their assistant general manager, I believe his name is Randy Lee. Uh he was charged or he was <laughs> charged with harassing like a, a bus driver or a limo driver or something like that. I don't know if he like gave this poor kid a shoulder rub or what the hell it was, but the kid's only 19 years old and he's got a creepy old dude giving him some sort of whatever the hell he did to him, I don't know. But, man, Ottawa is just completely, absolutely, completely crumbled. And I couldn't be, I couldn't feel more sorry for Ottawa fans. So if you see an Ottawa fan like Donald Ross, you know, he's working, he's working at his job, or you see him walking down the street and, you know what? Maybe just run up and give the poor guy a hug, because times are tough. It's not a good time to be an Ottawa fan. Uh the fans weren't showing up during the playoffs last year, and God it. If- I would I if this was the Jets or you know one of my other favorite teams, I would I I <laughs> I probably want to jump ship right now. But you know, right now I feel terrible for <laughs> Ottawa and fans. The team that happens to be headed in the opposite direction of the Ottawa Senators dumpster fire it happens to be our Winnipeg Jets here. Uh, the Jets surprised, I think, most mostly everybody that follows hockey last season. Uh, count myself in there. They had a had a wonderful year. They made it all the way to the Western Conference Final. Uh, they unfortunately lost to Vegas, but I mean, shit happens. <laughs> but with a little bit of success comes uh, comes a high price, and the Jets the Jets are going to have their hands full or Kevin shovel Day off to be specific as they have a number of key restricted free agents to take care of this summer. And I'll kind of run down, run down the list here just to kind of give you an idea. So with the salary cap, roughly around 76 million, I think it's been projected to maybe hit 80 this year, which would be huge for Winnipeg, but to uh, kind of give you the rundown of the restricted guys. Now, we to kind of give you guys an idea of what a restricted free agent is versus an unrestricted restricted free agent means that we have exclusive negotiating rights to sign these guys to a contract. So they're unavailable to any other team. Um, Teams may prevent an offer sheet, which would be a contract that would be signed by the player. And we would have the jets or our GM Chevy would have seven days to match that. So, all these guys will be negotiating with Winnipeg first. So first dibs, luckily. Uh, first guy, Connor Hellebuck. He's going to go up for the Vesna Trophy this year. He only made $2.25 million last year. And he, uh, I would say, was probably our MVP this past season. Uh, I mean, he could make a case for Wheeler. He could make a case for Shifley. But in my opinion, Hellebuck was kind of the missing piece for this talented team. Because it's not like... Uh, it's not like we've had a ton of success with goaltending over the past few years, but uh, yeah, he won forty four games last year. He had a nine twenty four save percentage, two point three six goals against average. He's up for the Vesna. He's gonna. I'm I'm guessing he's gonna make more than seven million a year, but uh, you got Josh Morrissey. I I in, in my opinion, he's probably our team's most consistent defender, and with Toby Enstrom leaving, uh, it's gonna open up uh even more even more of a responsibility on the left-hand side and I think Morrissey has really really emerged over the last couple seasons. He only I think he only had 26 points last year, but the name of Josh Morrissey's game isn't scoring goals, it's shutting down the other team's best players. Which brings us to Jacob Truba. Uh, <laughs> just 2 years ago, I think everybody here wanted him out of town and he seems to seems to have changed his tune as he's said he wants to stay. I mean, that's what winning can do. <laughs> Uh I would say just a couple years ago, probably wasn't too much fun playing for the playing for the Winnipeg Jets, the way things were going and with how much talent was on the team, especially making the playoffs in twenty fifteen. But anyways, he only made two point eight one mil over the last couple years. Uh he had twenty four points just this past season in fifty five games. I think he had an ankle injury and a concussion, so I think Truba leaves a lot to be desired there. Uh Adam Lowry coming up next. I don't think he had a I think he had two points in the playoffs. 17 games but he missed a huge chunk last year he only played in 45 games he had 21 points uh he made 1.13 mil um pretty clear that he is uh he's a checking checking center you know he plays against some of the opposition's best uh best offensive players uh lowry really really showed his value i mean he didn't have a didn't have a point in the playoffs he was probably playing hurt but he was still playing hard and was a big reason why the jets went so far uh, I'm not going to get too into the rest of these guys, but you still got Brandon Tanev, Joel Armia, Joe Morrow, Tucker Pullman, Marco Dano, and Nick Patan, whose agent actually came out, I think it was last week, saying that Patan's uh, probably not going to get the opportunity that he needs in Winnipeg to succeed. He's probably a top six forward on, well, maybe not next year, but he's probably a top six forward at his at his best in the NHL. So. Lots of work for Chevy to do. I don't know if you can sign all those guys for all that mu- all that money uh, to dip a little bit into the unrestricted free agents, some of the notable names. You got, obviously, Paul Stasny, who they picked up uh, at the trade deadline last year from the St. Louis Blues. He was making 7 mil, I think, with, with the Blues, and when he came over here, the Blues actually retained half of that salary so the Winnipeg Jets could fit him under the cap just this past season so it's going to be even trickier to resign a guy like that he really showed his value i think blake wheeler spoke pretty glowingly about him before he got there and once he got there it it was pretty pretty clear that he took over that second line center role from brian little so if paul stasney stays maybe a guy like brian little has to go i mean brian little's new contract kicks in next year and i think it's i think it's like five years and it's maybe just over five mil so I don't know if you can have Shifley Little Stasny or shively Stasny Little down the middle. <laughs> that rhymed. But we'll see what Chevy's able to do, if he's able to work his magic. Uh, a lot of people have said that, oh, well, Toby Enstrom's not going to be back. And yeah, you're right, he's not coming back. Like, this is the last we've seen of him. And I know what all my friends and some of the fans here in Winnipeg think of Toby. I You know, I have my uh, pros and cons when it comes to Toby Enstrom, but... At the end of the day, that's a it's a pretty big piece on the left side that they'll be missing. But they, like I said, Josh Morrissey will step in. They've got Dmitri Kulikov. I mean, maybe they'll have to buy out Kulikov with all this goddamn money floating around. I don't want to talk about the talk about this too much and throw so many numbers in you guys' face because I know that might bore some of you guys. So yeah, we'll see what Chevy's Chevy can do here. Man, has he ever got his hands full? But uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Before I close out this week's episode of Tongues Out, I just want to thank everybody for the positive feedback and for checking out my podcast over the last few weeks. Uh, I got some pretty pretty positive feedback regarding my guest last week, Don Ross. What's up, Don? Uh, th- again, thanks to him for coming on last week, but I got to get some more guests on here. So we've got a couple, couple volunteers who might be lining up over the next few weeks. Uh, some names you might recognize once... Uh, once I publish those episodes. But uh, just a reminder everybody that the NHL draft's coming up in about a week. I think it's next Friday. Yeah, I might be wrong. I don't have it in front of me, but yeah, drafts coming up, so you guys can expect some more wild trades. It won't just be Gal Chanyuk for Domi. It, it, I guarantee you there's gonna be a shit ton more, whether it's before the draft or after the draft. And then not long after that, we got free agency coming up in July, and that's gonna give us a ton to talk about too. So I'm gonna continue to run this podcast. Uh we'll do an episode per week. Uh, as long as uh, time is permitting right now I got to go outside and uh, I got to go outside and help uh, get a bird out of the garage I just got a text uh, from Adrian that uh, there's a bird stuck in the garage and that the eavesdrops need to be cleaned and I can't be down I I can't be down here feel good about myself while she's up there cleaning the eavesdrops so I just want to say before we go thanks again And uh, always remember to shoot the hockey. This is Tongues Out. And this one is for you boys and girls and babes, to quote Alex Ovechkin. Thanks, guys. Peace out.